0: Welcome to the Humblebag Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Mendel, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Ari Mendel, who happens to also be my brother. Welcome to, the sh- <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ari. I'm glad to not only have you on today, but for you to be part of this show moving forward.
1: I'm excited. We're going to have some fun. I'm I looking set the, forward
0: to this. I set the bar really low, so if like we do any good... If we manage to pull off anything half-decent, then we're already in a surplus. (laughs) Right. We'll be in the positive. We'll we'll be in a surplus if I manage to pull off anything. uh, If we manage to pull off anything of substance. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think we'll be fine. We'll do good.
0: So, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what it is that we're doing here. And uh, as we discussed in private, we don't want to make any promises or we don't want to start announcing things. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um but but one thing i do know is that you know you had you had recorded a episode with ellie our brother ellie it's not it's yeah. not live it's not live yet but i heard it already because i was editing and one of the things that you guys mentioned in there was the idea that um podcast is almost like a more meaningful way to create content that sticks whereas other forms of of expression or other other platforms of social media that kind of expression well it's Is kind of you... like
1: blogging it's like comparing blogging to Twitter you know it's much more long form it's more thought out in a way um, you know than saying something in two hundred and forty characters or whatever you know, and it's much more fleeting. So, first of all, a podcast, because it's long-form, you're having a long, thought-out conversation, you know what I mean? It is in its nature, in and of itself, it's, it's, it's more thought-out and slow, slow motion. But also, you're not giving your instant reaction in the moment to whatever's going on. And it doesn't have the same, like, it doesn't have the same pull for, for whatever reason to... to it causes the kind of chaos and, 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 and fighting we see nowadays. makes me sound like an old guy to talk like this, but it's true. It's true. It's a fact that it's true.
0: Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with that. Something happens along the journey of life as you grow older. So first it's like, it's rah, 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 it's all over the place, yelling and screaming, throwing tantrums, right? You know, the immature side of of social media. And then you realize, what of that is substance, right? There's no no real substance there because... um, I think you guys had mentioned that, or maybe I also recently heard that, you know, you think it's a diary. Oh, yeah, you guys did talk about it, but it's not a diary of your life. It's not like you're writing right. this book on social media, meaning social media being the book, and then you're going to have it in, most in of this 20 years from now. most of is
1: and meaningless, and you're going to forget it ever happened, and I'm not going to care.
0: But this, yeah. where you talk 20 minutes about one point and chew over every angle, this, my friend... This is where it's at, <laughs> right? We're
1: getting after 25 minutes on safe. You're finally getting to the nub of the issue, you know. You're getting oh, deep.
0: Gosh, so something See, happens,
1: he, right? So this is why a podcast is good. You can go you can go deep, you know. You can really get beneath the, the you know, go deep.
0: Oh, <laughs> in it out, you know, like when exactly. you're making, when you're
1: like you're, when, you're getting a massage, you know, when you're getting a really <laughs> deep one, you know. Deep tissue massage. Sometimes you got to just get some elbow grease, you
0: know? Yeah, I was thinking, you know, when you're making challah and you're fucking ironing
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Kneading <laughs> that shit, you know? Really,
0: really fucking ironing it Sweating. out. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, but but that that is podcasting, and podcasting is blowing up, you know?
1: I know, been... I, I can't believe it. I remember I was one of those nerds who was into podcasting before anyone knew what it was and I just I just enjoyed radios and talk shows and like I couldn't be stuck to my car all day so I learned I figured out I was early onto this whole podcasting game and now it's like it's a huge multi-billion dollar business it's huge it's amazing
0: yeah that is true and that actually reminds me that that was one of the reasons I had thought of you when I was thinking about a co-host because I know that in the past you had Started or wanted to start your own and I know for I know that you've been in you've known about it and been into podcasting for a Lot of years, but never actually pulled through and what's yeah. funny is that if you For those people who jumped on it back then and were consistent. I mean those are the biggest shows out there They're huge. Yeah. Um, an, Another side to this is that However big it feels right now. It's still only getting started.
1: Right. To me it's very much like radio. You know, radio by the time we were growing up or something or we by the time we were aware radio was almost a dinosaur, but still every house, every car, everybody had a radio and it was a huge multi-billion dollar business. Podcasts are even better. It's on demand. You can pause it, you can rewind it, you know, you can click on the screen and look up whatever they're talking about. It's it's radio times 10, you know? So yeah, for sure. It's, it's just getting started. I think it's, I think it's cool. It's awesome.
0: It's blowing up. So what's really fascinating is that, you know, there's that aspect of it. It feels like it's, it's, it's already full, but it's really, it's not because if you're really into podcasting and listening to podcasts, like you listen to like 10,000 of them a day. you realize it's why that, I picked my
1: job so I can listen to shit all day yeah. so I can, you know, drive
0: it, yeah. drive a truck and listen. Right. Um, I
1: have all day long to listen to. Yeah.
0: But you re, but it, you know, I'm in, I'm in web development, right? So web software, websites and all that shit. When you're outside looking in, it seems like it's saturated. There's an app for everything, right? We hear these taglines. There's an app for everything. And in a certain sense there is, and in a certain sense there isn't. It depends on perspective. Me being in the industry, knowing apps, knowing software, I know what's missing. So right, so I toil in, in in the in the parts that are not there and we try to create new ideas. But it's the same thing with podcasting. From the outside, it's like, oh, there's so many, there's this, there's that. But when you're in it, you start realizing, ooh, that niche is missing, that subject no one's covering, this and that and the other, uh, different forms of entertainment. So there's actually a lot of unexplored territory in, in podcasting.
1: Well, yeah, there, it, there's mil, there's something like a million podcasts out there, but most of them are not interesting or they're very niche or they're like, like specialized whatever or something, you know like in any industry, there's always going to be like the top 10. And then everybody else, the young, interesting, the young, uh, whatever.
0: So that's so the bottom line is that's, it's great. Even you know, I've been recording for a couple years, but it was completely benign. Like, I never thought too deeply into it. I also had the need to express myself, I wanted to put shit out there. Uh, But then what happens is you get better. And you realize, you know what? We could actually create shit of substance. So that's what right. we're doing. If you pay
1: attention to it, if you put some effort in, it could be, it could be a good thing. That's I mean,
0: what that's we're our doing goal. now. That's the whole like, For anyone listening, like right now, I don't know if you realize, but what we just said is real substance. Like this shit is valuable shit. You know what I mean? So uh, once you create shit of substance, you have something to uh, build upon. Uh, other than that, I have no, I have no clue what we're doing, but I want to go back to my initial point, which was that I agree that s- social media is so, so there's the fleeting and pointless aspect to it, right? There's nothing of, of substance because nothing stays of it. Uh, you're not building anything, even though you might think you are. So there's different aspects, obviously, of social media. I'm not talking about images where you, you tr- you think you're building a persona or really it's an online persona and and, and it's huge contrast between that and your real life. But um, even the shit you say, the opinions you hold, the stupidity you put out there, um, you're not really held accountable. Quasi, are, aren't. It doesn't really matter. Um, Nobody cares about your status or your post. You're one of a billion people putting it up. Um, Very, very different. And and it's funny because of technology and human behavior, like a, a mix of them turned podcasting into something of substance. And also, parallel to that, media in general, TV, radio, is becoming less and less uh, popular because of podcasting. You know, YouTube goes up, TV goes down. Podcasting goes up, radio goes down. So it's funny to see how we're slowly transitioning into these new versions of
1: and- and corona, this whole coronavirus thing has sped up that whole process. Like now you see Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy, I don't know, Fallon at home in his living room doing a TV show, and he doesn't have a crew of 60 people all day, every day working on his show. What's the difference between him and Joe Blow doing it in his living room on YouTube? He's been doing it for the last one, you know, two years or five years or whatever. If you're good, you're good with or without a team. You know what I mean, and they don't need to spend a million dollars a month to create this crazy spectacle. You could do it in your living room for for a quarter, a tenth of that.
0: I, I find I find it to be so fascinating the whole Corona thing, where what it has done. This tie this ties into that that topic where the world was going very um, freelance right work from home that's in the business world right. but it's the, but it's the same thing technology enabled it people are realizing oh i could work from home ho- i could work from home i don't have to work so hard right there's different attitudes are changing less, yeah. and and corona just boom boom i mean Sped that up. we thought it was going fast and things were changing it 40 50 million people unemployment here in here in the us alone and millions working from home, news anchor not news anchors, but entertainment being done from home. It's, it's, you know, it's a new world.
1: Interesting. Similar to that is, is, is all the people who move, who applied to make Aliyah to move to Israel, Americans, I guess Americans moving to Israel or people worldwide. It's the same idea. Like they had coronavirus in Israel. It's not that much greater, but if you ha, if you were, if you were thinking about it already, it was, or if it was like a thought you had, it looks like all hell's breaking loose. I'm moving to Israel. You know what I mean?
0: It's really interesting. So it's I saw, those... I'm in the process. You know, I had gone. I went in January. I I, I thought I moved until I got stuck here. Which I'm I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing another right. episode with with my wife Sharon. on part two of making Aliyah. I'm moving to Israel because right now we got stuck here. It's a whole it's a whole long story. It's Really funny because I was one of those people moving, but before it happened. Now, I saw, you know, I read that Nefesh Benefesh, which is the organization that helps you make this move, has has got like a record high application, applications coming in. Record high, right? So something I saw an sh-
1: article in a newspaper about
0: it. Right, so shit hits the fan. People are like, I got to move. And I don't really know why. I mean, it, it, it's fascinating. <laughs> Shit's falling apart. Let's move if that's know.
1: your if that's your plan b already you're like all right time for plan b time to pull the chute let's go
0: yeah i don't know Israel, i don't, you know what i mean i don't know if, if that being plan b is is smart <laughs> or um healthy well but...
1: it depends what you're reacting to but but still like if that's your bailout you know what i mean when all he- <coughs> when all hell breaks loose What's your backup plan? I'm running off the Israel? It's time to you know invoke the backup plan. That's,
0: that's it's that's, that's you're what saying, it seems like. You're saying you so you're saying it got that bad?
1: To a lot of people, yeah. Either it got that bad or they reevaluated their life and they're like, you know what? I can live without the extra thirty grand a year. I'm moving to Israel. You know what I mean?
0: It's and it's really mind blowing. I didn't wobbly. I didn't really research this phenomenon it's pretty new but i or i read about it i find it it wasn't fascinating. healthier
1: if you weren't any healthier in israel or no no right no, it wasn't like, a health it wasn't a survivability thing
0: yeah no it has nothing to do with the virus it's just so interesting yeah. i guess when hit shit hits the fan you know like when shit hits the fan pregnancies go up type of thing the urge to right, merge that's what goes I'm saying. up
1: it's like it's an emotional <laughs> reaction exactly exactly like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like we're pulling the the, the emergency chute. It's time to bail out. The apocalypse
0: oh. is happening. Let's let's right. let's let's ramp up the breathing. Let's end it
1: there. <laughs> let's end it in Israel. If I'm gonna end it, let's go over there and end it.
0: My final hurrah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go uh, with a bang. So well, my really... thoughts. You were saying about what we're gonna do with this podcast. My I've like you said, I've wanted. A, I've had thoughts. T- of doing my own podcast for the longest time, but like it was, I, it was never, I never had a clear enough idea, but then recently I was thinking, I happened to be looking, I was scrolling through my, my contacts for some reason. I was looking for someone or something. And I was just like, I have, I I have the coolest Rolodex in the world. These cool, smart, interesting people. And it would be, uh, just a crime for me not to reach out to them and have, have a conversation. So really it's just like, it's, well, it's that combined with the fact that I was on social media for a long time and I did you know, maintain friendships with people that way. And then I disappeared. I ran away from uh, Facebook most and Twitter. Um, but then there's some people I still want to talk to. So this is my excuse to reach out to them and say, Hey, come on, come on my podcast and let's talk. Give yeah. me an hour. Give me two hours. It's an excuse yeah. to schmooze and, and, and have them show off whatever it is I find interesting about them. That's yeah, why yeah, I, I, I called I, it yeah. humble brag. Cause just come here and tell me about your book or your whatever, whatever it is. Tell me about your shit. I it's, such, about
0: it. it's such a great name. And, um, I get it. I mean, we're not emotionally healthy enough to reach out to old friends and say, yo, I miss you. What's going on? So we need an of excuse. Course
1: yeah. yeah, we need a cover.
0: <laughs> that was the good thing
1: about Facebook. Like I could I could. um, Like you make a post and you're basically announcing, hey, I'm still alive. I'm OK. You know what I mean? And if somebody wanted to contact you, you're right there you just say, I don't know, you. if you like somebody's post, it's the same thing. Like, I don't have to check in on everyone individually. Now, if I, if, you know, it's not automatic. You know what I mean? Social media is there to keep, keep, keep the conversation going. Keep it lively. Yeah. Now I have to, you know, it's like the old days. I got to get out a pen and paper. It's torturous. It's unbelievable.
0: I, I think it's also part of growing up. Um, happens to be we were really big on social media when it came out facebook was the thing but technologies and platforms do change and i don't find now of course i'm not on social media like that i'll log in once a week and do a half a scroll and i'm bored but back then but i feel like um it's changed i don't think there's nearly the amount of interaction as it was back then but that might just be because we got older and and there's two like variables the way that i see it is that first of all we got older you get older you get busy you don't have time for stupidity all day
1: there's also
0: that for sure but there's also the aspect that uh we when facebook came out we were that crispy age so regardless of age everyone was like wow what is this and then and then the concept itself, I think, got boring, um, and it sh- and and it really like kind of plays into human be like human interests and behavior a little bit, because we have these technologies that are coming out. Social, right? The whole world became social. Okay, and it's not going anywhere. Social is now part of uh, internet social. Yeah. It's part of life in such such deep ways, um, but it's morphing. It's slowly changing into different things so first it's all outrage and then it's like wait is this even healthy so now there's new platforms that rethink it and reinvent it and really interesting so i think there's like two parts to it one is that we were young and one is that we were the first people to ever test anything like this in the history of man so um but so it lasted it lasted Five years really strong, and then the next five years slowly weed down. Where well, it's more than a generation, it's almost like 15. Wait, when did Facebook come out? Like oh, five area blew up. Um, so it's already 15 years, yes. Yeah, so, so it took a full generation for a third of the people who went on to just feel eh, boring. Um, I'm
1: over it, yeah.
0: But but it took time, it really took time to, to get to that point. Really interesting. Um,
1: well, I was on it. I'm trying to think like it it was some of the things you mentioned, you know, that I finally just, I I got sick of it. I got sick of, um, I felt accountable to all these different people and all these different interests for pushing and pulling. And I was like, I'm not your representative, leave me alone. Um,
0: the friend thing that you had mentioned, you know, the, the fact that you have the friends and you upkeep quasi relationships through social media, yeah, going back to that point, that's it's actually really interesting because you know it makes you asks makes you think of some serious questions. Like, is is that how you upkeep a friendship? Really, it's not because if you're not sending a personal message privately, you're not really maintaining it. You're just thumbs. You're giving a thumbs up right. to acknowledge, but you're not really maintaining a relationship right, it's
1: not deep it's not it's not deep it's not a f- tight relationship it's just like acknowledging or saying hey i'm still okay i'm alive
0: and when which you in some th- ways is
1: better than nothing because i'm not gonna i'm not writing letters to my cousin fred but if we're on facebook and i acknowledge him that i'm okay i don't know i'm alive i think you know
0: yeah I think that's what i mean by i that. think it's a du- it's a double-edged sword on the one hand when you stop it you find yourself where you are now. Oh, wait, I want to maintain a relationship. Oh, I really have to reach out and create an excuse to actually stay in touch. Um, And the good side of that is that you're not you're not maintaining fake relationships. So what happens is, by you giving somebody a thumbs up on on Facebook, they think you are to them someone you're not potentially the other thing. Because people have distortions, right? (laughs) They think all kinds of... (laughs) What do you mean? I got 5,000 friends. See, this is
1: one of the things that started to bother me about Facebook or whatever. Like, I have all these bullshit allegiances that I now have thanks to Facebook in the first place. And now I owe you this and I have to do that and I can't say this and I have to... Fuck. No. No. No, I'd rather not have any of it. Um that and all the other reasons and I just got I got tired of uh, I got tired of hearing everybody else's nonstop thoughts I got tired of hearing my own nonstop thoughts yeah and I and I and basically like the way I saw it was like I, I, I built created this megaphone and it was a great megaphone and it was a lot of fun and I think I did some i moved the needle in a good way, but I, w- I was done. I was, to, I was time to move on because I didn't want to like have it, but step back from it and use it. I was like, I'm done. I'm gonna smash my. I have a megaphone. Or I'm gonna smash it and I'm gonna walk away. So that's why I did disappear. But I don't want to. Not really gone. So now this is a better. To... This is a forum. This is a better forum for that.
0: Now it's time to rise up and conquer. I'm talking Spartacus. 300, baby.
1: Like a phoenix.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I like observing these things personally. I always, you know, not on a personal level. That's for you to share. I always observe. I like the masses. I love observing the human behavior aspect because it's not just you. You might be a mouthpiece for how you feel, but these are patterns, how how all of these things change and shift in in humanity. Now that's not to say I mean Facebook Facebook has new signups every day. They're not like going down the tubes, right? right. There's a d- certain generation. And also what I'm
1: saying isn't my invention. I've since learned that I'm not the first person to discover all of this and there are professionals re- d- researching this and whatever and it's all interesting. But but yes, I've I've come to learn this.
0: Yeah that's my area of, of fascination seeing how the the world changes especially with regards to technology um, so I had mentioned in in the last episode in the intro I had in, I introduced us with that beautiful contrast um, where where I basically explain how far apart um, I guess on the spectrum you'd say we are with in terms of, Uh, values beliefs politics everything Uh, really interesting that our family is able to I I guess out of 11 kids you're gonna have (laughs) every every tribe but um so that's really fascinating but um uh, one of the areas that I wanted to explore and talk about which is actually a fascinating concept to think about is despite the contrast right so you're on the left i'm on the right
1: well don't forget don't forget that i i started out where you are or some version of where you are i i used you know religiously i used to believe in god and i was religious politically i was i was conservative as i was right wing uh it was part of why i joined the army yeah uh, it was like an extension of putting my money where my mouth is, you know. <clears throat> um, but then I just I kept questioning and kept morphing, and now I'm somewhere else. But I, I I used to I used to be that way. I used to think that way. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So so this is what I want to, and this that might actually answer what part of the question is or the exploration of this, because this is really we have to crack this open. Because so. Um, if you go by the general terms or like the, the stereotypical, right, so you're on the left, I'm on the right, I'm religious, you're not, you're secular. And, you know, we go through all that and we see, well, our, our ideals and values must lie on two different sides. Uh, but then we also realize through those seams, you kind of see areas as we grow older where you, sh- you share a lot of commonality. Um, right. A lot of thoughts align, and that that little area is interesting to explore, because if we could crack that open, it might be a little bit of an uh, insight as to how uh, people in general who have vastly different ideas or worldviews may be able to come together or converge on on a certain level. So it's really interesting. Um, right. Thinking well,
1: about that. I. W- I- I this is another one of those things that I discovered after the fact that I wasn't the first one to discover this, but um, you know for years um, I was I was all into reading um, uh, what's his name Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris and uh, what's his name Dan I forgot his name whatever and reading, it was like my Bible, and quoting them, and it was like a thing, you know, preaching the gospel, gospel of atheism, you know? And eventually, it just got tiresome, it got tedious. Like, what am I accomplishing here, right? And all the, again, that goes back to being online, the constant arguing and bickering and whatever. Um, the thing is, though, I don't disagree with any of the things they say. I don't disagree with the things, any things I used to say. It's just, it's tedious. It's stupid. I don't care. If somebody believes in, 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 uh, what do you call it? Unicorns and fairies. And they, and he he runs a soup kitchen at night. He's a better person than the scientist who doesn't believe in anything. And, uh, I don't know, isn't helping humanity. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's just, it just, it just got to be so tedious. And I only realized this in, in hindsight, looking back, like I found myself less and less engaged, less and less interested, less and less involved with this stuff. And I think I said this to you earlier, I think I said this to you at some point, but you know ten years ago I, I I wouldn't have been able to have to say this or I wouldn't have been able to have the same kind of conversation because I was still all worked up and annoyed and pissed off but now with it's with with the, the the benefit of time, I'm able to look at it a little more objectively
0: yeah it's interesting. I think some of what we discussed earlier actually ties into this as well where there's the age thing, and there's the newness of the phenomenon itself, and then something happens as we get older. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right, whatever side of the aisle you are. Um, Soften a little. Something happens as you get older, and and you start right. So and this happens naturally. So you you stop caring so much. First, it's rah rah rah. It's all at war, right? You're quoting <laughs> every book, every movie, everything.
1: Yeah. Right. It's, it's the, it's the, it's like, it's the Balchuvat syndrome. It's like, you're the, you're going to be the most hardcore of, of, you know, because you're new to the cause. So you're going to be the most hardcore and the loudest and the proudest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that phenomenon in whatever it is.
0: And it's, and slowly with time, you realize, first of all, nobody cares. Second of all, you're not right. changing anyone's mind.
1: You're not <laughs> fooling anyone. You're not changing anyone's mind. You're not out, there... you're just making a fool out of yourself. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Third, you're 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 pissing yourself off, you yes, yourself, yes. and and I think another part of this is that as you go as you get older, you care more about health and just well being. That's just naturally you start caring more about yourself, and you start realizing like, wow, I'm destroying myself. Like I'm pissing myself off. I'm coming home angry. I'm laying in bed cursing when I should be asleep right now. Um, yeah. So so you really you really you're really hurting yourself. So I think there's like there's that aspect of it where you're slowly. And, and then there's like later stages of it or higher perceptions of it, which tie into the notion that nobody gives a fuck. Like all that really matters, (laughs) all that really matters at the end of the day is that like, you're a good person, you're kind, you're happy or, or you try your best, uh, Theology, right or left, not like nobody fucking care. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's a great hobby. Uh, you want to mm-hmm. have your convictions. I I believe in God. I talk to God. Great. N- my neighbor doesn't give a fuck. He talks to Jesus. And and as and long as he- your
1: neighbor's not bothering you and you're not bothering your neighbor, who gives a goddamn? Who right. gives a shit?
0: So there's this certain serenity. There's now. I'm not taking away from the importance of the topics themselves. There are experts. Their job is to ponder the depth, really crack open every little iota of every topic. And they do lead the way and and, and like pave the path for what our future thinkers will. Fight those fights. Right. They're they're doing it for the world. And if you want to be that fine but let's be real you're not going to be that on on instagram and fucking facebook right
1: Right. you're not changing the world on instagram right exactly Uh, and i spent i spent years like in that so to speak sort of in that world i'm done done done.
0: so many people fall into that i did myself and i think i think most people do only some don't Um, anyone who has uh, language by their side and ability to talk falls into that trap because they're going to voice their opinion. I have friends who never fell into that because they don't know how to write in English. You know what I mean? But they're still and, thinking but, You know, so
1: You want to know something? I think in my case, I think I saw it in others' cases, the fact that we did have a little bit better English than some of our peers made us look like superheroes. Yeah, It was one of the benefits of being a small, what is it, a, a big fish in a small pond, you know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, because we grew up in, in the ultra-Orthodox community where half the people don't really speak a proper English or know how to right. write. So, so the fact so that we, we spoke already, English we at home, like, right, yeah. and, and, and from our perspective, I don't know, I'm stupid as shit, not educated, grew up in the same school as you, I don't know, I I watched a Jackie Chan movie when I was twelve, but that's about it. Um, we
1: read, we read a lot.
0: I think it's and, mere ability. And just
1: speaking English, like we could pick it up better, you know.
0: Fascinating. Or there, was,
1: or there was NPR on in the car in the background or something. Like there was these little, I don't know what. You know, so we were, I think, I think it was, there was something in our, in our upbringing that gave us the capacity to fill in the gaps faster or better
0: well, than our, yeah.
1: than the kids we went to school
0: with. Like you said, big fish in a small pond.
1: <laughs> For sure. There's absolutely that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm going to uh, talk to someone about this specifically, this topic of like. I don't want to be
0: <laughs> the smartest dummy in the room, you
1: know. <laughs> right, rewarding mediocrity, applauding like half-assed bullshit.
0: Right. No thanks. Whatever. No yeah. thanks. But um no thanks but no thanks. <laughs> uh really funny. So so I so those areas I I think where a lot of it lies. So you are getting older, you know, we're growing up, we stop and, and, and that makes me wonder, you know, but what does that say about the types, the types of people who never have a voice or an opinion? And they look at it from the get-go, so are they smarter or, or are they missing a couple of screws? You know? <laughs> there are these types that never have that opinion initially, right? They don't get past the, the, the point of having the opinion, raging out, and then conducting themselves in a mature manner. Um, I don't know.
1: I, I Some people, like we say derisively, some people look at or treat politics like sports, like they have a team, you know what I mean? But then there are, I would say the majority of people who look at politics as a sport, but not as sports fans. So they have no interest. What you and I are going to look at this, you know, we, we read, let's say we follow the news, whatever we scroll through Twitter. We're gonna have opinions about what's going on in the world. I don't know what, 80% of the population couldn't care less. They don't know, they don't care, they know as much about the world world events as I know about Kobe Bryant, like nothing. They don't know, they don't care. So does that make us the weirdos? That we're the small percentage of people who are curious and have opinions and like are into this like a sports fan. I don't mean that in a bad way, I'm just saying like who care enough to pay attention, you know what I mean?
0: Um, well, What's
1: wrong with us?
0: I thought, well, if the percentage is that ratio, then yes. I have no
1: idea what the numbers are. I
0: thought, I from my perspective, it's quite the opposite. Almost everyone has an opinion on everything, even if they're not educated on the matter. And then there's a little percentage that just doesn't even cross their mind and they think anyone look at how few
1: people vote. Look at how few people watch the news. Most people just don't care. They're not paying attention. They hear a little bit on Z 100 and they hear something else. And whoever, you know, TV, I don't know, Oprah, whatever the hell people watch.
0: (laughs) I think that's a, um, I think it's actually a healthier way to live. And,
1: uh, yes. In the way that ignorance is bliss. I don't disagree.
0: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and I think the world is we're coming around to that because media is so so bad right now. Uh, media is just outwardly biased. We know it. Journalists are not getting fired for for being biased and not not being journalists, right? So journalism sucks. And but, but like the world's opening up to this stuff, and it's like a whole movement. I I was never very big on, in new, news. I think news is very toxic, um, and I think that that realization is growing more and more and people are realizing other forms of entertainment might be more ideal because news actually gets you angry it's not like you watched a football game and your team won there's no <laughs> winning there's no winning in politics right <laughs> you never you're win. all
1: worked up no matter what <laughs> uh, it's so true even even if like, I don't know who the how they the people who do this professionally, like how do they not die of a heart attack at 45, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah some it's, of those, the, the biggest ranters in, in politics and news, they live on until 130, you know? don't know. <laughs> They don't die. I would,
1: I would get a, yeah, I would have an ulcer. I don't know. It's gross. I don't know how they do it. But so, I'm, I'm Col- glad to be not doing that,
0: to be out of that business. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's horrible uh going back to the initial point so we, we didn't we didn't we didn't all pine over it enough we didn't we didn't really quell on it and get into the indian <laughs> we didn't get into the topic <laughs> um those areas of overlapping right so how do two people with completely separate uh opposite um, ideals converge as they get older, and this is a global question. I'm not even talking about us. I'm just using us as, as a goat as an example. Um, scapegoat. Scapegoat. Yeah. Um, th- never mind my my vocabulary. <laughs> the the term, yeah. the terms I use. Um, you know, I when I re-listen to my own shit, I'm like, what the fuck? First of all, I pronounce the shit wrong and. You know, that's, you know, grow up in Popo, That's what happens. You know? you know what? I get confused I just between recently words. Heard,
1: <laughs> I re- just recently heard someone say, um, you know, if, if you hear somebody mispronounce a word, don't make fun of them. That just means they read it in a book. Dun, dun, dun. See, if you mispronounce a word, it means you're a genius. You just have never had the opportunity to say it out loud. You learn the b- word from a book.
0: Oh. Oh, you mean because they, if they read it, they don't know how to say it. Um, right. Yeah. I I like when people correct me when I say it, because I'll usually remember it if I'm corrected once. Um, also, you're... a lot of people pronounce the same word differently. For sure. Um, and it gets confusing. It gets confusing. Anyways. Um... Right, sharing outlook. So that's, so that's a really interesting. It's really interesting. So we we touch on the aspect of you know the getting older, realizing that the friction, the being a stubborn hard ass, is not the way forward in life because it's not how you get through life in a proper healthy way. So I think a lot of people come around to that. So there's that. So you know you could you could share opinions. I also. F-
1: I also think, in general, part of the life cycle is the young people, like, battle, 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 and then they slowly calm down and take it easy. And then the next generation of young people, ah, and then then they get into middle age and old age and they chill out. You know what I mean? It's like a thing. It's a thing. When you're young and you're sick you've got to go to war. yeah and and and, 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 in in every kind of metaphorical way and so young people go out and attack the world and they take they make a dent in whatever their cause is more than the old people are going to make a dent going to you know marching at protests with signs but together everybody slowly 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 eats that eats that elephant you know
0: yeah most 80 year olds most 80 year olds are not Yelling in front of the TV, or all fired up about stupidity that they can't change anyway. There are some, but you know, you you grow up, you stop caring, you realize nothing's changing. There's a cycle. Or There's you a...
1: continue to care, but you're just like you have you have jo- you have responsibilities and bills, and right. life gets in the way, and you're busy.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of um, two aspects of this. Just slipped my mind, but. Um, Sharing outlook. Give me a second, it'll come to me. Well,
1: sharing outlook I don't know about outlook, but but if 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 you think about the end goal, the end result, you know, you and I might I have to think of an example. You and I might differ on I don't know, pick the dumbest, most annoying one out there, abortion, right? We might differ on in all kinds of titles, pro this or anti that and whatever, but we both want fewer abortions to happen. We might have different ways of going about it. But we we want people to be better off in the first place to not even be in that position. We both would agree on that. So like we might agree on the end result. You know what I mean? So why are we going to? war with each other over terminology and details along the way. Why don't we fix the problem in the first place?
0: Yeah, well, that's the idea of the destination. If you agree on the destination, don't break your head over the journey that you take to get there. Um, But but you reminded me, so I was kind of tapping into something similar. It's like, how do you get together? Right Two people who completely disagree with each other, how do you get together and have meaningful conversations without going down the rabbit hole of ripping each other's faces off? Um, and I think one of those ways is by tapping into these to these thought processes and these models that we're setting up, which is that you could hang out with somebody who you disagree with on just about every aspect and not talk about the things that get you guys fired up. So you know, that's, you know, one strategy. Talk about a fucking elephant. I don't know. Talk about whatever. Don't talk about politics if that's your trigger, right? That's your guys's trigger. Um, so there's a way to, as you mature and you learn how effective communication with other human beings, you learn that you could have relationships with people who you disagree with and you could do that via not getting in or going down or not falling for those traps. Well, Uh, the
1: funny thing to me was when I hear, you know, journalists or whoever saying things like, uh, they don't understand, like they've never spoken to a Trump person or every single year uh, before Thanksgiving, there's always going to be, every newspaper, every TV channel has to do this at least once and they have always done this for a thousand years. How to talk to your crazy uncle when you go home for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like, as if it's a a foreign species. And I know for myself personally, growing up where I grew up, coming from where I came from, having my life experience, I've I've grown up around all kinds of people with all kinds of views. It's not so weird and foreign, and it shouldn't be. If it's so weird and foreign to you, there's something wrong with you. You grew up in a bubble. Who are you? Are you human? Normal people have different mixed uh, surroundings this mixed kind of people
0: right yeah and that's what you know that's where small talk comes in um, th- this this is what I, this is what I'm tapping into it's like you know they how to talk D- don't talk that the idea is you don't have to have those conversations I don't have to talk to anyone about my belief in God if you know it's an area of conflict, or if you know the other person strongly disagrees, or or if they're not interested, you don't have to have those conversations. Period. Ever, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Remember, nobody gives who a cares?
1: shit. Who cares? Exactly. Um, that's that's one of the things I had to learn to say to myself all the time. It's Like, who cares? Does it? Ha- is somebody? Does it have to be said now? Does it have to be said by you? Does it have to be said right? What's there's like a there's like a it's like a, a three part question you're supposed to ask. Does it have to be said, does it have to be said by you, does it have to be said right now? I think it's a three, you know, like...
0: Right. And no, usually, an you'll, if you have that clarity, you'll find that it does not. <laughs> usually does usually, not.
1: No, exactly. Exactly.
0: You could get together, not have the conversations. You could get together, have conversations that don't create conflict and... And then you might, when you do those things, you might come to find that you share more in common in, uh, in a right. trillion other areas of life than those th- and, four and stupid topics. And even in the areas
1: where you think you don't have, you don't overlap, you're going to find out that you you do have a lot more in common than you thought. Right,
0: right. Yeah. So that's so that's really what it's about. Because so, you know, I mentioned in my in my in my previous episode, you you guys are listening to two people who when it comes to the world's view of strong opinions and politics and theology and all of that stuff, right? Two opposite ends of the spectrum. But at the I same would, time.
1: I remember, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly used to bitch and moan every single night about the secular progressives. I think that was his, his thing, secular progressives. Well, I'm everything he, he quetched about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he made you who you are. <laughs> You know, he that... told
1: me he told me what exactly not to be
0: yeah it's it's fascinating how n- nothing matters when you're younger right? when you're 18 and listening to bill o'reilly you don't even know what he's fetching about what he's moaning and groaning about five <laughs> ten years later you are what he's moaning Go about yeah. that is that is life that's the story of life <laughs> As a, as a kid, as a teenager coming up, you have no clue what any adult is talking about, period. You're lost in this trance. You're trying to figure out what's up and what's down. All of the sudden, you are what everyone was talking about. <laughs> Fascinating.
1: It's really wacky. It's really wacky. And getting like every, every once in a while, you get a glimpse behind a curtain. You're like, wait, what? What? There's a plan here? It's a blueprint. Yeah. And then you get another glimpse. And then one more. And so ever I'm
0: actually. You seen the movie The Truman Show? No.
1: You need to see it. it it's. It's. It's a very good uh, portrayal of that idea of like. Well, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen. um the matrix right
0: yeah you're talking about like okay. the parallel the, the parallel concept of sort of right whatever. right
1: so the truman show is a smaller version of that where he he's not sure if he's getting glimpses behind the behind the curtain but whatever I I I a lot of times think about that as a, as a metaphor on life like sometimes get a peek at the at the blueprint you know yeah and as i was growing up and starting to like occasionally see a little it it seemed like a crack in the system where i realized wait a minute maybe there's more to the picture than i thought or i've been told you know yeah and then as i saw more and more cracks in the system i started to yeah pull them open and dig
0: That concept I'm familiar with I think I I call it like perceptions you have these micro perceptions of um, clarity in on a certain level or another but then it kind of goes away but you saw it you caught you caught that glimpse and you could you could tap into it it always happens in life
1: right you can jump for it and grab it and chase it or keep moving
0: I'm working on an episode now there's so many episodes lined up but I'm working on an episode where I talk about the phenomenon that I just mentioned a minute ago about uh, you know, growing up as a kid, like, the, the idea that things are meaningless and how they become so meaningful as you grow older, it's a really interesting phenomenon. Anyway, I like, there's there are different types of formats, and we'll see in this show how they unfold. You know, you could do a podcast with three people live. Me and you, what we're doing right now is is over the internet. I've never done it. It's the first time i am doing it. I don't particularly love it, but it's a different format. Um, there's, there's the format of writing shit down. I like writing stuff down. Um, Uh, scripted podcasts are often uh, it's like storytelling almost because I like writing right so I I have I'm working on a lot of different shit you have a Rolodex like you said full of the weirdest people on planet earth who have nothing but I've also had over the
1: years I dabbled in radio I've had the idea of doing this or that kind of show so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about my various ideas So now that it's like, if, if I was, if I was doing my own podcast with my own feed and my own name, like now I feel the pressure and I have to produce. If I'm on your name, I'll do it when I have time. I don't feel the pressure. I'm not promising anybody anything. I'll do it as I, as I get around to it. You know, it's not a day job. I'm just going to. I'm going to talk to my friends, if and when I can, and put it out
0: there. Yeah, no, I think this uh, this platform and this method is perfect. It works both ways, um, because now there's more content, and there's more um, contrast, and, and I, I'm so busy. I have so many titles lined up. I like writing. I like writing ideas, putting it out there. I simply do not have time. It took us... Days and I I wrote five points for this episode. It took us days to get together And now we're doing it while you're sitting in your truck and it's yeah. um, it's 10 p.m. Here it I'm really busy but In between being busy. We're trying to trying to make shit happen. But anyway, there's so so that's really about it That's that's what's going on. That's me and you and you know if you have anything so else We're gonna you take say,
1: turns that's it we're gonna take turns either hosting together hosting separately interviews our our, our own stuff whatever whatever comes up and we're gonna keep you entertained that's the goal
0: yeah so thank you for tuning in peace and love